There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. You're very welcome to Late Lunch this first day of February 2021, the start of spring. Don't mind what Met Aaron are telling you. Today is the first day of spring, folks. The first of February it is, because they're not going to complicate it in my book. It's as simple as this. This month, March and April are spring. May, June, July are the summer months. August, the trees turn in August, September, October, and then November, December, January of the winter. Will they stop acting the mickey with this? We know it well. It's simple. And let's not not complicate things. In fact, the spring may be getting earlier, to be honest with you, with global uh, warming. Welcome to the show. If you survived the weekend, I take me hat off you. Because it was one of those weekends, you wouldn't put a milk bottle out, as a friend of mine used to say. But uh, I stayed in. I did. I just did my bit of shopping, nothing else. And I just dug deep and enjoyed the weekend confined. Well, you get used to it, don't you, at this stage, since it's almost a year now. Uh, but anyway, look, it was a tough old weekend weather-wise. But you know what? You're great people, because I did set you a wee challenge the weekend, before the weekend, to take pictures of snowdrops, and you went and did it, regardless of the weather. Thank you so much to everybody who sent us in their pictures of snowdrops. Keep them coming to me this afternoon, 086-1800-658. WhatsApp them in to me now, can we have a look at them? Show us your snowdrops as they grow, and you know what? You could be much warmer come the end of the show today because we have brand new LMFM snoods and we want to give them away to you today on the show. We have a few to give on late lunch and uh, we'll pick a few people who send their picks in. You're in. If you sent me pictures Friday or over the weekend, you're in the hat, I have to tell you, for the snood already. But keep those pictures coming to me. And while I'm talking about little flowers, let me read my saying from the Divine Word Missionaries calendar as I do on the first day of every month. Listen to this, these few lovely words for the first of the month. Some flowers blossom best in the sun others do well in the shade remember god puts us where we grow best i love it think about that and it is on the little flower theme as well welcome to the show we've lots of chat over the next couple of hours i'm going back to the weekend oh i was out when i was shopping sorry i tell you a lie I did shop and I did one other thing. I went to the recycling bins and by God, was I shocked. Couldn't get me bottles or cans into a bin anywhere in Drogheda yesterday. But I'm going to talk more about that a little bit later on. And my artist of the week, I'm going back to another calendar I received in the post uh, uh, last Friday. It came in on Friday and it's a calendar 
I was going to play him anyway one of the weeks as my artist of the week but because I got the calendar and there's a story to this calendar which I'm going to tell you after three I've decided to pick this fella for the week ahead. Now if you want to get in touch with us again the number is 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. When you are 30 years of age I'm sure the last thing on your mind is that I may be in line for a life-changing medical event. A heart attack. A heart attack at 30. You don't think about it. You just get on with your life. It's not on your radar. But my first guest today did have a heart attack at 30 and not just one. Kieran Byrne, welcome to Late Lunch. How are you doing, Jerry? Good to talk to you today on the show. Well, I'm sure many people listening today in the Wee County and beyond, and especially on the Hill and Monaster Boys, will know you well. You plied your trade for quite a number of years with the Martins. I did indeed. Up the jocks. <laughs> um, oh, finally we got the hands on the Joe Award. Something I couldn't do now and something that I wasn't even able to help the team do. For sure, look, we got to see it before anything happened anyway. You great did. To, and oh, you, it's great to see it there now, so it is. And you know, Kieran, you played your part because, you know, to get to win your first Joe Award, I don't have to tell you this, it takes time, it takes years of development and you can say that you were part of that. And I, was, I have to say I was thrilled for the jocks this year that they I won it. Ah, it's great. It, it, it really is great. Anyway, Kieran, thank you for joining me on the show to tell your story because, as I said, at 30 years of age, a heart attack is not on most people's radar. Take me me back. This happened last August, but before that, what were you feeling like in the lead up to it? Um, well, it all kind of started when I was around 22, I'd say. Um, I actually went into Specsavers with a problem, I went Specsavers and Drotted actually, uh, with a problem with my eyes, going, going a little blind and seeing like really mad blue colours and all in my eyes, not being able to see correctly in the peripheral vision and all. Um, looking back on it now, it was just down to a lack of blood and oxygen going to my brain and to my eyes. So uh, we actually went from that and uh, kind of had no real pe- chest pain or anything around that time. And it just progressively got worse. Uh, when I was in Canada in 2016, I actually went and um, went to the hospital there because I was having some some bad chest pain there. And after they did a load of tests... They'd done the troponin test, uh, all came back negative, all my ECGs were clear, everything was fine. Did a stress test, they were very happy with everything. And they said to me that uh just must be anxiety. So I was like, right, no bother. So as things went on, got worse and worse over the years. And uh, from 2016, say, up until last August, it just got really, really bad. And um, over the last probably... Seven or eight months prior to August, uh, just my chest started really, just absolutely lifting me out of it. Like I couldn't breathe really great, and it was the only way I can actually describe it is if like the Hulk was stamping, stomping on my chest, like just holding a load of pressure down on it. Um, I was kind of going blind as well, like for a long time. Like as I said, the uh, my hands would have been numb an awful lot, and my jaws would have been numb, and um, I couldn't really breathe too great, like and stuff. It was just. It was crazy stuff that was going on, like, and um, never really got weak or anything like that. I just struggled for breath the odd time. And I uh, just went in home one day and I was like, do you know what? I don't feel right. Like, something's not right right now. Like, I couldn't breathe great. The chest and pain in my chest and my headache was just killing me and all the numbness in my body. And I just said, you know, I think it's time I go to the hospital. And then I uh, went in and they did all the tests. Everything came back clear. 
Troponin came back clear again there in August. Uh, ECGs were kind of clear, like there was this little tiny, tiny thing that was showing up, like, I mean, like a millimetre is all that it was. And um, then they just brought me down to the coronary care unit and uh, assessed me. They just, like, four or five days there. Uh, after a few days, they were like, we don't know what's wrong with you. You're perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with your bloods or anything. And uh like, right, no bother. So... They went down and sent me for an angiogram because of I was complaining just about the chest pain. Like I was just saying to them, I'm not making this up. I promise you, I'm not making this up. And uh, they were like, well, you know, they're not going to be here for the for the laugh. Like. So uh, after a few days there, they ended up sending me for the angiogram. And uh, that's when I was lying on the table down in Waterford Hospital. And they turned around and said to me, yeah, you've got a 90% blockage in your left coronary artery. And uh, you need to get a stint. They put a stint in and then... Apparently, I thought it was only one, but after the surgery, they turned around and told me that it was two. Um, and they actually, the lady in Waterford Hospital rang up Wexford General, because I was in Wexford at the time. And uh, they rang up Wexford General Hospital and asked them, is this paperwork that you sent down for Kieran the correct paperwork? Because what's inside him does not match what's on this paper. And it was just, it was just nuts, like... Uh, every day, like you'd be thinking of it, it's just like it can't have happened. Like it's crazy. But here's the thing: with that percentage of blockage in that artery, you oh, could you you could. Do you ever think about this? You could have been gone in an instant. Oh yeah, like that's like I try not to think of it because it it kind of gets me some it gets me sometimes like thinking of it like and I don't need to be thinking of it that stuff like mm. I'm alive and kicking and that's, yes that's the, that's the main thing like but yeah sometimes like. I have a poor me day, like, and I think it's perfectly fine, like, everybody needs to have a poor me day, like, and I think we don't accept that, like, you know, we don't accept that as a nation, that you're allowed to have that. I have one the odd time there, I might cry to myself, like, you know, and just think about what I'm after going through and stuff, like, and that's all right, like, I feel. But that kind of blockage, yeah, they told me that I was a walking time bomb and that they don't even understand how I made it to the hospital and how I withstood the, the pain that I was having for so long, like. You are a lucky man, Karen Bond. But you know what uh, frightens me a little when I hear this, that you went through, you know, say, the standard testing procedure for yeah. this, um, not once, but a few occasions, and yeah, the, everything, yeah, comes back, you know, saying, no, this guy, guy is all right. And yet, when they did the angiogram, I've had two of those myself in my time, I have to say, and uh, when that came back, it, it's a different thing entirely. And it really is... Do you know what this is, Kieran? to, to uh, people listening today? Two things. 30 years of age, doesn't matter what age, this can happen, you know, at a very young age. And secondly, your insistence, you know, that I am unwell and asking for more to be done, you've got to do that yourself. Yeah, you have to. Like, just because the doctor, like... I know doctors are the, the, they're the medical people like and they know best like but nobody knows your own body like yourself and I just knew there was something wrong with me for a very long time like um, going back to when I went into Specsavers with the blindness in my eyes I actually went uh, during the summer I think it was possibly June or July I was in Specsavers again of last year getting another eye test and I was telling them this problem's getting worse and I actually went to them because this time I needed to go in and say, look, it, there's something wrong and this is what I see when this happens. It was a condition called kaleidoscope. Now, I wasn't like I was on Google looking at it. And I wasn't saying I had it. I was just saying, this is what I see. This is what like, I needed to, to give somebody information about what was going on in my head because I couldn't really 
saying that. Do you know, you couldn't really yes. describe it. So it was down to just sheer persistence and saying like there's something wrong, like there really is something wrong. And like it's, I know, as I said, doctors are the medical staff and all that, but nobody knows your body like you know yourself. That is a real important message to say to people today. You know, go back, you were 22 then, and, and it's another indicator. All You're putting up red flags here for people, if you've anything like this, to really go further and have it checked and investigated. Yeah. But you know, you're 22 at that stage, you're still playing football. But obviously yeah, this is football, progressing yeah. through these years when you're lining out for the jocks. You know when you're in the heat of battle in a game, did you, did, were you breathless? Did you have... I was lucky enough to be a goalkeeper. Aye. Now I st- now I stopped playing with the jocks in thousand. Uh, oh, was, was it was twenty four. I think when I stopped playing with the jocks, but that's because I went to Canada. Um, so I got very lucky with everything that's after happening within the last six seven years because I was a goalkeeper. I got a really bad injury and I was out of football for a while. Then I went to Canada and I wasn't playing football, so I wasn't overexerting myself. I was just doing jiu-jitsu over there, and it was learning me how to breathe. So I was able to control what I was doing an awful lot more and I wasn't doing long marathon runs like. So uh that's where it all kinda went. Mm. Like it was just crazy like. Mm. Tell me this, family history of no, heart trouble at all? Not a single person in my family has any kind of heart problems. My brothers have all gone to get tested because they felt like they might have had something. So they all went and got tested and there's no underlying conditions. They are fine. I was just it's just a freak thing, like, that's the God's honest mm-hmm. truth, just a freak thing. You've three brothers and very important as well, of course, with, with yeah. you. You've now created a history of sorts in the family, so it's important for everybody to keep an eye on this. Um, you're living in Wexford and you have a, a better half, may I say, with the, the yeah. total respect. But uh, what, what about herself and, and did she say to you, you know what I mean, you know, Nicola, yeah, look, I'm really concerned about you. We've got to go again and got to sort this out. Yeah, well, uh, living in Wexford is just kind of down to the pandemic because I was here when it happened and it's just the, the, just the lockdown has me kind of staying down here. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she would have been always, uh, there's something wrong, like, go and get checked out. Like, she was the most persistent person I've ever met. Like, they just tell me to go to the hospital and I was just like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like, you know, it's just anxiety it's passed and it'll be 20 minutes and it's done. And uh, like I knew myself, like, it's after 20 or 20, 25 minutes, the pain is gone, the blue is gone out of my eyes or whatever. But it could occur every two or three hours, like. Mm. And um, she's just like, go to the hospital, you need to get sorted out, like, and there's something definitely wrong, like, I don't want to lose you and all this. Mm. And uh, just one day I turned around and I said to her, you know what, you're dead, right? I gotta go, I'm going right now. Because that's a, it takes. I think for a man to admit it, like it kind of means or something like you know. So mm. I just admitted it to her that I had to go. Like and she was just she was over the moon now. In fairness, but then when I gave her the text later on that evening, yo, I'm just on the way down to the CCU. And at the time, I didn't understand what the CCU was. I was just like, oh, I'm going down to a room, <laughs> like you know, mm. going to chill there reading the paper or something. Yeah. And uh, then she turned around. She's like, you know what that is? And I was like, no. And she's like, that's intensive care for your heart. And I was like, oh, Jesus, there's something wrong, isn't there? Mm. And then she got, she got really worried then and all, like, you know, but, yeah. you know, it's just... But look, naturally, she's going to be worried and really concerned. You're reminding me there when you're just telling that aspect of the story of, you know, the ad on the telly, the chip on the windscreen of the car, and himself yeah, yeah. says, no, no, it's not a chip. <laughs> it's not yeah, a chip. It's, it's not me heart, you know. Yeah. Anyway, look, you're over it. You've had the stints in. I take it today, it feels like night and day from... 
health perspective now to what you're feeling from before? Yeah, it's great now. Like, cause now it's like I'm not having the blindness. I'm not having the numbness in my hands and the, the migraines and all are gone. Like, you know, because the migraines I was getting was from a lack of oxygen and blood. Like, so mm. if you can imagine a migraine, but imagine it like a hundred times worse. It's just horrible. So it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to have the relief of not going through that kind of stuff again is absolutely amazing. Like it really is. Like now you're involved in a big push for the Irish Heart Foundation, and I can understand why. And the Irish Heart Foundation, we want to say, a wonderful organisation supporting people who've had cardiac issues. Uh, they're uh, struggling for funding like, across the board. It is at the moment. Now you're teaming up with them. Tell us what's happening, and it's tied in with Valentine's Day. Yeah, so there's a love run or a love walk, whichever you're able to do. Now, I'm doing the walk because I'm not able to do the run. So it's like, it's a fundraiser for the Irish Heart Foundation. And if you wanted to donate, it's irishheart.ie. You can sign up for the love run. But it uh, it gives us the infrastructure to go into the likes of um, the nurses, the online nurses and all, and the, the support network and the groups on Facebook run by the Irish Heart Foundation themselves, like they take the time out of day in the evenings and all to reply to you and stuff. But the uh, the the funding would go towards all that, and it's just to help anybody that has that kind of a problem. Like so, let's say for instance, I'm there talking to Nick about something, and there's things that would be going on that I wouldn't be able to explain to. Her. I'd explain them to the people on on the nurses on the nurse line, or I'd on the Facebook page. Yeah. I'd be just and talking to them about it, going through other people's kind of uh, problems as well and you'd be reading up and saying I have something very similar for that and you're able to then link in with other people and it's able to just progress into something then it's like right I need to go to the hospital or it's just something that you can talk about and you're able to say right okay I'll do this and I'll change up this and we talk about diets and they put up things like exercises and all that to try and help your heart with heart disease and all that so yes it's an important support for people and I I know it is myself and it really is and there's somebody on the end of the line to talk to if you're concerned because you know people have worries ongoing about this as well I know it's fantastic when you have a procedure done be it a surgery stents medication or whatever it is wonderful but yes these questions do arise from time to time and the the Irish Heart Foundation are there I just want to remind listeners again irishheart.ie you can donate there at any stage irishheart.ie but if you want to register for this special love run on Valentine's Day, it's €20 Euro to register and you can register again at irishheart.ie and you can uh, walk at your pace, you can jog, you can run, do what you want, whatever suits yourself to do. Uh, but you really will be helping people who need help uh, going forward uh, with this condition because it is heart cardiac is a huge condition in this country for so many people. Well, listen, it's great to talk to you, young fella. Yeah, it was great to talk to you too, and I just hope anybody that's having the same problems or any kind of any kind of problem like that with the heart, don't take it for granted. Because at the end of the day, it's the it's the people that are left behind that are going to feel it. Absolutely. This is a real good news story, Kieran Barn, and we wish yourself and Nicola all the very best for the future and continued progress with your recovery as well. And thank you for joining us on the show. Great. Thank you very much for having me, Jerry. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Kieran Byrne there. Uh, played with the Jocks, Monaster Boys. I'm sure he's well known. His family are out in that area there. Uh, what a story it is. It is a warning, folks, to us that no matter what the age is, if you have something like that and it's uh, gnawing at you, persistent, go get it checked and push the button yourself, insist. And look, at, I want to say it at this time. I know COVID is the dominant 
ailment in hospitals and A&Es as well. But the message, and you will hear the medical people talking, don't put anything on the long finger. If you're not feeling well with anything else, contact your GP. Put the wheels in motion because people are still being cared for with cardiac issues, with cancer, with many other things at this time as well. I know we hear clinics being cancelled and that, but emergencies are all being dealt with. And if you are in trouble, don't hold back. That's the message today on Late Lunch. The pictures of your snowdrops are simply beautiful. They're flying into me here by WhatsApp. If you have snowdrop pics, get them to me before the end of the show. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp me now. Don't forget the text number if you want to comment to us. Uh, that's the same number. 086-1800-658. Back in a moment on Late Lunch. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Forfeiture, requisitions on title, codicils. You don't speak, solicitor, which is why at Madden Law, we don't either. When it comes to buying or selling, we're a modern firm based in Drogheda that's fluent in everyday language. Whether you're moving house or making a will, it's easy to book online with out-of-hours appointments and video consultations available too. So choose the legal team that speaks your language. MaddenLaw.ie. Clear, concise advice. Are you worried that someone you love is in suicidal distress? It's so hard to know how best to help. When you recognise the signs of suicide, you can help a loved one begin their journey out of the darkness and towards hope. Go to pieta.ie to learn the warning signals and see the simple steps that you can take to help. All Pieta services are free. There's no judgment and no referral needed. No suicide. Know the signs. Pieta. Ending suicide. Beginning hope. Are you looking for that perfect wardrobe for your home? At Superior Wardrobes Navin, we provide all aspects of custom-built wardrobes and storage space for the home. Be inspired when you visit our newly designed showrooms at Beachmont Home Park Navin with sliding wardrobes, traditional wardrobes and walk-in wardrobes. All with a full 10-year guarantee. Check out superiorwardrobes.com and follow us on Facebook. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Folks, it's so important to remember our local businesses at this time and the businesses who've supported local charities through the years, those who sponsored your local club, your football team, who went that extra mile and gave you, you know, at times when it was difficult, probably for them as well. These businesses are the cornerstones of our villages and towns here right across the northeast. And now it's our our turn. It really is our turn. And I'm a big advocate of this to help these people. It's so important to shop local in Louth and Mead at this time to keep our family, friends and neighbours in jobs. So let's all play our part and shop local. It's a very, very important message. Snowdrops, oh my, oh my, aren't they just simply beautiful? Let me tell you some of the pictures that have dropped into us uh, since the show began. Here's a lovely one from St Helena's Park in Dundalk with the bandstand in the background and uh, it's, it comes in from John McGill. Thank you, John. I recommend anyone looking for a lovely walk to go from there and then along both sides of the Castletown River. It takes about 30 minutes. It is a beautiful place, John, and thanks for the lovely picture and reminder 
reminding us. I moved to Trim 27 years ago from the country and before leaving I potted these snowdrops that have been growing in my garden for many years and they've continued to bloom every year since. They're at least 30 years old, Jerry, and that comes in from Anne uh, in uh, Trim today. They're beautiful in that pot, I have to say, Anne. Here, Jerry, is my photograph of my beautiful little snowdrops today. Aren't they just perfect little flowers? That comes in from Emma Eaton in Loud, Vill- in Loud Village. And Roddy sent us in a lovely one from Lambtown in RD. Somebody sent us a picture. What's your name? Will you give us your name? Of an absolute massive spread of snowdrops through a lawn somewhere. Who is that? There's somebody with the first picture of a primrose. They were out the weekend. We'll come back to primroses and daffodils some other day down the road on late lunch. I promise you Mary Shanky's back on from Kilmainham Wood. Eugene McQuillan again on the Cockle Road. Jack Doughty we heard from the other day. And I'll get to more of them, I promise you, over the next couple of hours here on the show. But look, it is the 1st of February. Let's hear from Dana. Ah, it just brings a smile to my face, that song, every time I hear it, because it brings me back. It was one of the soundtracks from my life last year. I'll always remember the night Dana won Eurovision, but that song, the sentiments in it, today on the 1st of February, are oh so true. Fintina Keeley's Snowdrops in Kildalki are magnificent. Bernie Maguire, Clegaro in Enfield. Oh, I love them. Linda Healy, Dean Hill, Hayes in Navin. She was out for a walk and thought of me this morning and snapped the snowdrops. Isn't that lovely? Jacinta Grant, Kilcurry Dundalk. Yours are beautiful too. And Therese in Carrick. She didn't give us a surname. Snapped them leaving her mum's house this morning thinking about us on late lunch. And there are lots more besides. I'll come back to them. Yesterday... The bins were laden. Yes, I did post up on social media and lots of people saw it. Went to recycle my bottles and cans in Drogheda yesterday. First bins, couldn't get near them. Loads of stuff left on the ground outside, bottles and cans. Second one full as well. And a third bin station in Drogheda. I did manage to squeeze everything in, but I mean just squeeze and they were full. And really, you know, I give out on this show... I do give out from time to time about dogs, dirt on the streets, about people littering. And, you know, bottles and cans are litter and rubbish as well. We talk about it regular. But it's up to the council to ensure that the bins they provide for dog litter or rubbish are lifted and cleared regularly so as people who go there can recycle. Now, I have a question for you today and I want you to consider this for the next while and I'll have your feelings, please. Let me know what you're thinking. Is it right that people left bottles and cans at the bins on the ground when they arrived there? Or should they take them home with them? Now, I was determined to recycle, so I went three bins and did a bit of a distance. Other people won't do that. What do you think? This is the nub of the bait here. If you go to bins, they're full. Should you bring the bottles and cans back home with you? Or do you feel there's any justification in leaving them there? Personally, I would not leave them there. But is there a case to say that if they're full... Somebody really isn't doing an awful lot wrong, even though they're not in the bins and they're leaving them on the side of the road. They look terrible, I have to say. They look terrible. I take them home. I believe you should take them home. What do you think? Have you an opinion? And anybody else with the problem, anywhere else across the North East, I'm just drawing it. What, what, what about everywhere else? Is there problems? You know what I mean? Uh, is there problems with bins being full in Dundalk, Ardy, anywhere else? And the other thing to consider here is, yes, are more people drinking? Is it an indicator of another problem that they're filling up more quickly because people are drinking more and buying more bottles and cans? Could that be an aspect of this as well? 
you know, maybe I've been too tough on the council, but I don't think I am. But maybe I'll put my hands up if I am. Is that part of the issue here that we're talking about as well? If you have an opinion, if you have a view, want to hear from me. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me now directly to the studio. Or you can call in on 1850-715-958. After news and weather at two, we have the brilliant Karen Ward. Oh, it's really heartening to see all of the images coming in from across the northeast and beyond of snowdrops. They're in full bloom. And on the 1st of February, when we need a lift, folks, look at the little things that have happened again this year. And they come around every year at the same time regardless of the weather, how wet or damp or cold it is, there they are. They're the first little harbingers of spring to see those snowdrops. And just to mention more of them, Sheila Kearns in Priestown, Malera. Oh, they're beautiful, Sheila. They really are. Barbara, your mother-in-law's <laughs> snowdrops are gorgeous. Make sure you get a little few of them off. You can lift them and split them. You know that when they flowered and that, and they'll spread themselves over the years. Rose Healy, great fan of LMFM Radio, on as well with beautiful pictures of our snowdrops there as well. And on and on they go. Keep them coming to us and we'll pick a few people for the beautiful LMFM snoods and we'll let you know about that shortly. 86 1800 658 uh, by WhatsApp or text. Antoinette's been on to say... Jerry, no way. People should take home their bottles or cans if they go to the recycling points. If they're full, bring them back home with you and dispose of them properly. It is shocking to see bottles and cans strewn in front of bin, bins, even though they're full. But I do agree with you, the bins should be emptied more regularly. Thank you indeed for that, Antoinette. Now, it's been a while since I last spoke to my next guest. It was in the context of St. Bridget and it being the Saints' feast day today, I'm delighted to say hello again to the wonderful Dr. Karen Ward. Hello, Karen. Hello, Jerry. August law, Ayla, breathe the earth and through the late lunch listeners. August lots of freshen. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the show. It really is lovely to talk to you. See, look, I remember meeting you many moons ago with the brilliant Dolores Whelan and Dolores was on with us last week chatting ahead of Bridget's Day and Imbolog. But I never realised until, say, a couple of weeks ago that you were behind this beautiful book that I have in my hand here. It's called Moon Manor, an inspiring diary journal for women. Will you tell our listeners what's Moon Manor all about, Karen? Oh, thank you so much, Jerry. Well, Moon Manaw, um, the name Moon, obviously, and Manaw meaning women in Gaelic. And since I was a child, I've been fascinated by the moon, absolutely fascinated. And especially so when I got to school and realized that the moon affects the tides right across the planet twice a day. And then when I grew up a little bit more and I realized, oh my gosh, the moon's cycle, her phases of 29.5 days in the month mirrored us women and our menstrual cycle. And I thought, gosh, that's really fascinating. And I think we find in the times we live in that there is a yearning for community. You know, there's been these fabulous men's sheds springing up all over the place. Well, in essence, Moon Manaw is, is almost like a female version of that. It's where we women come together and we discuss things unique to women, trusting that our men folk are out there discussing things unique to men and that we all come back together as community to make this world a better place. Well, you know something? 
as I read this beautiful diary journal, and I'm going to tell people more about this in a few moments because it is fascinating and credit, real credit to you. Uh, and oh, of course, you. the brilliant Bernie Sexton and others who are involved in producing this. But you know what? It, 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 it makes sense. And, and, and you know, for us men folk who don't know what cycles are about, the only cycles we know are the ones with two bloody wheels. Aren't we lucky? I'm sure you're <laughs> yeah. saying. But it, it can explain the multitude, I'm sure, as well, Karen. It, it really can. And, you know, Jerry, I think it's so important in this day and age that we, we look back to some of the older traditions, in particularly you know, pre-Celtic, Celtic, and when we evolve them forward, because back in the day, particularly when children, when, when the young girls had their first menstrual cycle, which is often referred to as their moon time, because of the connection with the moon. And when the young boys, you know, they start to grow their beard for the first time, these are really important rites of passage. And they were celebrated uniquely um, within the family, within the community. Now, we, we do have a modern version in the sense of the, say, uh, the confirmation if they're Catholic or the bat mitzvah, or bar mitzvah if they're Jewish. Yes. But so many families... Um, you know they're 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 missing out on the maybe getting the nature involved, maybe the child having their unique stamp on it, if that makes sense. Yes, and and what um, you're well, just to let listeners know what you're doing is you're drawing from this ancient feminine wisdom that has been there for centuries and generations, yeah. and you're bringing it into a contemporary context, which is, is fantastic. No, but can I ask you this? You know, for centuries, women have battled for every little advance they've made as creatures on this planet, right across the world and Ireland as well. Well, you know, they've played second fiddle for so long. Isn't it fantastic to think that this has endured? Yes, it really is. And, I mean, it did have to go underground. We only have to think of the history of the, the witch hunts. I mean... Here in Ireland, you know, Biddy Early, oh, in Scotland, right across any women who were considered, um, what we would call, say, maybe folk healers. They would be herbalists today. And there was, there was a power, but a gentle power within that. The women being equal, but different to the men folk who might have been out hunting or doing the things that the men do best. But the women were more in, say, closer to the home because of childcare. And the medicinal end of things would have been really important. And even if we think of the keening rites back in the day, the women were a very huge part of the funereal death rites. Mm. And then, of course, as we know, when Catholicism came in, it became more, the, it was all over to the priest. Um, so the women were, were taken out of it. it. It went out of vogue, to say, uh, to use a, a, a term that uh, yes. you might understand. And it's lovely to see that these, I mean, I suppose we could say they went underground or they they were kept in, in folk memory. The UCD have these fabulous archives, folklore archives, going back for, for many, many moons. And it's wonderful to see that it's, women are, through Moon Moon, are remembering these old ways. And yes. they come to share, oh, my granny and my great granny and my mother and my dad said this and grandfather, so that it's it's still there in folk memory and it's retrievable. But importantly, Jerry, it is evolved forward. Like, for example, today with, with Bridget, the pre-Celtic goddess, the saint, 
her attributes and her archetypal energies are very relevant. She was an earth keeper, mm. a peacekeeper, a woman of justice. Doesn't that all make so much sense? Well, do you, do you know what I'm sitting here thinking as a man, and I'm going to say it. It's a pity women weren't involved in the running of countries and the world a lot sooner because we might be living in a better place, to be honest with you, because us men, we've made a hand fist of it in a lot of instances. And examples of that I've mentioned last week in the show, Jacinda Ardern, uh, the Prime Minister of New Zealand. You know, you look at Angela Merkel in Germany and more besides who've, you know, who've forged a path for women in the future to play an absolutely pivotal and central role in running Governments and countries and life and, you know, women, the nurturing nature, uh, the, that all that type of thing, that what they bring to the table it is amazing. But here, let me skip on to this diary because we'll be gone before we know it. Moon <laughs> Minah, an inspiring diary journal for women. It's, I say it again, it's just, it's one of the nicest diary journals I've ever had the privilege to talk about on this show. It oh, really is. Jerry. And thank it's so it's a working diary journal that women can work through uh, day by day, week by week through the year. And it is only the start of every year. I want to ask you a question before I tell them where they can get it. I see you saying this in February on page 33, and I just want to read it. In, in response to Met Aaron, February brings the early Irish springtime. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. It is the first day of spring in my book today. Oh, lovely. It is, it is. But look, at how can, can uh, ladies listening to us today of all ages get a copy of this? Well, now, that's a good question because it actually is just sold out. Oh. However, 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 the wonderful Amber Holistic Shop in Drogheda may have a few copies and they're... I mean, we were just inundated. We will have next year's edition available in early October. Okay. But, but, here's the thing. The diary journal is the tip of the iceberg, mm. Jerry, because the Moon Manaw is a, a movement, an initiative. Okay. We have women's circles worldwide. We have lunar gatherings online. We have... Um, Wonderful courses that women can dip their toe in a little bit more. And maybe one is Moon Ritual Self Ceremony. And it's about bringing the sacred into our homes and gardens, but in a secular way. It doesn't matter if you follow a formal faith or if you don't follow any faith at all, or if you're nature-based. These are ways of bringing in meditative, contemplative um, ceremonies into our home that we can do to to calm the mind and to open the heart to who we truly are. So you're saying to girls, women, whatever you like to refer to yourself as today, listening, <laughs> and a lot of them listen to Late Lunch, moonmanaw.ie, that's moon, you know how to spell moon, manaw, M-N-A.ie, moonmanaw.ie, and there's lots in there. It's a repository of stuff, and it's well, well worth checking out. You know, I was going to give this book away, and I think I might hold on to it, because I might talk to you through the year by holding on to it, different aspects of the seasons. Would you mind that? I would be delighted to, Jerry. And you know, every year we have a different theme. So this year it's the full moon names. Mm. And every month, uh, there's a lot, there was a lot on the um, social media lately about the wolf moon. Now, the wolf moon is a Native American name. But here in Ireland and the Celtic Islands, we called it the old moon. Because, as you know, January is a very long month. And there were a lot of us going, oh, will this ever end? Yeah. And it's the last month of winter and, you know, there's nearly five weeks to it. So you can imagine our ancestors sitting around in the cold, in the dark, wondering, gosh, is spring here? When is Bridget coming? When is she bringing the spring? 
So they refer to it as the old moon. Yeah. And now, February, we're moving into what's called the snow moon. Because as you know, even though spring is coming, if we're going to have snow any time of the year, it's more than likely going to be mm. in February. So mm. we have to see if that pans out. Yes, and that's interesting to see. So you, you look to the skies and you can see the different phases of the moon as well. But you certainly put your taking it from uh, this aspect. And, you know, here's just a little, a little, uh, another point to make today on this first of the second month of the year. I was just looking back, the shortest day in December, the sun set at five minutes past four. And today, folks, it will set at eight minutes past five. So we've gained, Karen, over an hour in light already. Yes, fantastic. Isn't it? It really is great. And it's another positive aspect to look at in these difficult times. Look, I don't have to say it to you either. You're a woman who loves to get out and press the flesh and meet people and involved in so much in life. This last year, it's been a test for all. You know, have you any words of encouragement just before you finish to say to people, which I'm trying to do myself with snowdrops and the longer day stay, just finish us off with a little, a little, a few words of hope. To look to Mother Nature, as we've been doing, to step outside our door and to take a breath and to know that in years to come, we will be talking about 2020 this early stage of 2021. And we'll be looking back and we'll be asked by the future generations, what did you do? Mm. And of course, we'll talk about the difficult times, but we'll also talk about how we, how we looked into ourselves, how we looked to what is important in life. Yeah. The conversations, the warm hugs. I mean, so many of us have started our spring cleaning very early <laughs> and we've transformed our homes. Yes. And a lot of people have, again, gone through old stuff in attics and drawers and rooms and cleared it out. So we're moving forward into the spring with a sense of hope because of the vaccine that it's here, but also a sense of, OK, who am I and where do I want to go with this? And then to recognise that we we have reached out to each other in such a way and we have looked after the vulnerable in our society so well. Yeah. And long may we continue to and do that. And long may we, that's very Bridget like, yes. isn't it? Ah, yeah. oh, no, it's great. It is great on this day. Anyway, I remind them again, moonmenade.ie. We will be talking again through the year, Karen. Thank you so much. And there's only I one way to, to leave Thank this you. conversation. Have a listen. It's Mary Black and she's singing ah. about the moon. See you, Karen. Thank you so much, Jerry. Mary Black, isn't it beautiful? Once in a very blue moon on late lunch this Monday afternoon, the first day of spring and the snowdrop pictures and photos that are bombing into us. Bear that out, Claire Kane. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time. And we're getting some in with no names on them. Stick your name on the WhatsApp so as I can read your name out as well. We've quite a few there with just the photos coming in. Bang your name on it and I can give you a mention here on the show and where you're from. Put your name and where you're from. Delighted to mention it. There's a lady called Kellett, M. Kellett. She could be Mary. She could be Margaret. She could be Marie Kellett. She's from Kirkgrin, Carrick Macross. And it's a lovely little picture of the most beautiful snowdrops. And you know what she says? My grannies. These were my grannies' snowdrops that we have. She died in 2017 and every year they come forth, we think of her. 
Isn't that just lovely? That's a lovely wee story there. Keep them coming. It's Snowdrop Day on Late Lunch. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. Well, WhatsApp the pictures. Text me if you want to say anything. Back in a moment. Don't forget that once again this coming Saturday we'll have live commentary on four Premier League matches on the LMFM app or by clicking on the Listen tab on our LMFM website. We start with Aston Villa against the Gunners, Arsenal at half past 12. We've also coverage of the Manchester United Everton match later that evening. That'll be a good one for sure. And make sure that you uh, tune in and listen in because it's all there for you here with us on LMFM Radio. And if you want to get closer to the action with Premier League Live, you can do it now with Now TV. You only pay for the games that matter to you, your sport on your television terms with now tv so no excuse there for not getting your premier league fix i was talking to uh, karen a few moments ago there and uh, tied in with that just reminding you it is st bridget's day today they claim her in kildare you know i had a friend of mine on after i was talking to loris whelan last week saying get lost she's nothing to do with loud she's kildare's i had a bit of a barney with her i said sorry she belongs to us it's the red and white not the lily white so we agreed to differ anyway. Well, just reminding you that there's a Crinu Law Fela Brida happen, happening uh, this evening and it's celebrating Bridget O'Fahart in song, music, poetry, talks and meditation. It happens at 8 o'clock tonight. And if you want to join in and be part of it, you can do it from anywhere. You know, not being out and about at the minute uh, doesn't uh, hold you back in this instance. It's, you can join this evening uh, on thawing.ie, the beautiful Thawing in Dundalk, the theatre there organising it. So check them out at their website on Thawne, T-A-I-N dot I-E and you can register before 7 o'clock and join in there and enjoy that this evening. Now, at the bins, yes, back to the bins. Jimmy Julian to say, Jerry, people shouldn't leave their bottles or cans at the bins. No way, says Jimmy, take them home. But I will say the emphasis is on the council to clear the bins as regularly as possible. Do you know, a, a lady sent me a, a very interesting um, picture yesterday about this. And I must go back to it because it shows bins and it's somewhere, it's in one of the counties in Ireland, I have to say, where the council have put in bins above ground, but there's a huge storage facility below the ground. So it takes a huge amount of bottles or cans and it's not unseemly around the bins. There were really interesting pictures that were sent to me about it, a different concept, a different way of doing it. Perhaps that's something that could be looked at as well. She was just making a suggestion after seeing pictures of the bins. I think she's from Midland somewhere, probably Kildare area like that. I was very impressed with it. I thought it was really good indeed where they're under the ground. Eugene Barron's been on to me from Killineer. Hello, Eugene, with beautiful pictures of daffodils there as well. And more and more besides are flooding into me. There's Medair, and I just see them again. Just I'll read this for you anyway. The change from winter to spring or from summer to autumn is gradual and the general trend is subject to reversals which may last for a week or more. So they're saying for climatological purposes, meteorological purposes, on the basis of air temperature, there are three uh, are rega- seasons are regarded as three month periods as follows. December to February, winter. March to May, spring. June to August, summer. And September to November, autumn time of the year. That's what Met Aaron say anyway. That's their view on it. Well, look, that's their view. They're entitled to it. My view is today's the first day of spring. Do you agree with me? I think most people do agree with me that it is. Hi, Jerry. If bottle banks are full, says Martina, 
bring the bottles and cans back home. Don't leave them, please. Thank you, Martina. Hi, Jerry. This comes in uh, this afternoon from Marie. I have snowdrops in my front garden since the end of December. Yes, they do come very early. They do, but I think this is the peak time at the minute. And this has happened for the last couple of years. Really early. Love them. Call them my little winter-spring toffees. They always make me smile. Can't send you a picture. You're all right, Marie. Thanks for telling me. Thanks for the great show as always. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us. There's somebody else loving to hear Dana's song again. All kinds of everything. Yes, it is an uplifting song. It really is an uplifting song. And delighted to play it for you for the day that's in it. Just wanted to mention uh, a couple of other things. The month finished yesterday, 31st of January, 1984. I'm going back a long time, aren't I? But I remember it well. Do you remember a young girl called Anne Lovett? She was 15. And her body was found at a grotto in a church grounds in Longford. Do you remember the story? And she had given birth to a little baby stillborn. I can remember it and the furore that followed that time. Wasn't it shocking to think that that poor Gersia went out to have that child on her own in the freezing cold and lost her own life and the baby died. I remember after that time on the Gay Barn Show, which was the show of the time where people wrote in. Remember, it's 84 or maybe rang in many young people or many women rang and told their stories of having babies in secret and babies dying, etc. It just opened up an unbelievable spectre and scenario in this country. But just thought I'd mention Anne Lovett today, 31st of January 1984. I remember it well. I'm sure many people listening today remember it too. And one other thing just to mention while I'm on, on, the, on the, the rant at the moment or on a roll, I'd ask people not to travel abroad at this time. And I say that as someone who has scales on me to go to the airport and get on a plane and fly away. I'll just say this. It's not a good idea at the moment. It really isn't. And in the interests of everybody, we'd be all better off just putting a hold on the holidays. And hopefully, as the vaccine rolls out, perhaps in the autumn of the year or later, it'll be there for us. And, and Europe will open as well. But just at this point in time, I'd just say that to people. If you don't have to, only in necessary, necessary travel, I understand, for an illness of a, a relative or if you have to go on a business trip, if you have to, yes. But really going to Lanzarote or Spain or just for a short break to Dubai or things like that and beyond, please don't do it. Don't do it. Just put it on hold. Hold it for the minute because you'll be doing yourself and others a huge favour by doing that so if you could and you're intending have a rethink don't do it I just say to you at this time and of course now it's getting tighter at the airports we may need to see more quarantine if you go away and there may be fines and fines you know fines for people who can afford it they don't worry about it it only hits people who really can't afford it but look let's Put it on hold for the moment. I just say that to you this afternoon. Late lunch, LMFM radio coming up next to the show. It's nostalgia. Would you have something in your kitchen for maybe 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? Something in your kitchen that works still 40 years later. Peter Whelan does. Stay with us. Good on you, Joan Murray. Out for a walk today and uh, took the snap as I asked you to do last Friday. She's from Drum Gill, Drum Conrad. And it's a beautiful picture of snowdrops. Rosemary Faulkner. I see them, Rosemary. And they are lovely. Rosemary's in Navin this afternoon. And Rosie May from Mulla Dillon in Slane. 
Oh, what a beautiful crop of snowdrops you have. Aren't they just gorgeous? Somebody on the text there to me saying, Hi, Jerry, just checking out the right number. The right number, yeah. The text WhatsApp number is 86 658 That's 86 658 um, There's another one coming in there. Um, Jerry sent you a St. Bridget's Cross. You should have it in the next couple of days. Thank you indeed for thinking of me. I'll keep that safe and it's a blessing for a home during the year. Now, Peter Whelan, you know him well from the whole hogs is on the line, but he's not talking pork or anything related today. Although maybe he is. Hello, Peter. No, it's not, it's not a porky. <laughs> <laughs> Good man yourself. Peter, tell them, what, what you, you posted this. You, you, you come up with something in your kitchen that's uh, there quite a while. Tell them what you have. I have a thermos flask, which goes back to the 60s. Now, I'm, and how I said that, I spoke to Su- Susan the way through, you know. Um, we had a flask that I brought, was bringing to the market in Dublin, an order, one of the old, you know, no, sorry, one of the original ones that you buy now. And it, it only lasted a wet day and it fell on the floor of the van and it broke. So Susan was mentioning it to her dad and he says, I have this thermos flask, you can have it. And we went down and we have it. And it's, it goes back, it brings me back to my childhood. I used to bring one similar. You might remember them, Jerry. Did you see the picture of it? I did. With the blue. The kind of blue rectangle, blue and white rectangle. Yeah, it's like a check. It's like a tartan. You know, yeah, that type like of thing. Yeah, a tartan, yeah. yeah. Well, now, there was two sizes. There was one that you'd bring, we'd say, for yourself to school, which that was a smaller version. That one that I put up is like a family one. You yeah. know, if you were going out for a picnic, uh, there'd be about, I'd say, there'd be at least four mugs of tea or more out of it, say six maybe. But it goes back to the 60s and it's still working perfect. That's what I was going to ask you because, you know, some of them, I've, over the years, you know, do a lot of fishing and we like to have a flask with us if we, if we light the fire during the day, have the grub. We like to boil a kettle and keep it for the evening then for a cup. And it's hard to get a good flask nowadays. Nowadays, you're honestly saying to me that a 60 year old flask keeps everything piping hot still. Oh, Jerry, no, I'm not going to exaggerate. Even better than the one that I, the one that I had previously, that only lasted a couple of months. Yeah. You'd go down to the market, we'd, go down, we'd leave the house at six in the morning, and around, say, 11 or so, you'd be having a cup of tea. We would have, And we would have made it, like, at half five that morning, and it'd be just about all right. But this flask, and her dad even checked it for me before he gave it to me, it was 24, he had it for 24 hours, and when he poured the water out, he wasn't able to hold, touch the water. Well, there you go. So hold on to that, Peter. Mind it, never let anything happen to it. But there's something else. You obviously, this set you thinking and you went into the depths of your kitchen where I know this man is a cordon bleu chef, by the way, never mind producing the stuff. What did you discover? Something else. A Kenwood chef. And Susan's mother used to make, Susan's mother, Lord Rester, used to make all the Christmas puddings, Christmas cakes. And Jerry, I was reading the original booklet on it there, and you'd want to see the amount of attachments that you can get. You could even get back then, this is going back 45, 50 years ago, you could even get a, a mince, a mincer, yeah. a sausage stuffer to go. And I'm saying, Jesus, these people were way ahead of their time. <laughs> and it's still perfectly working. <laughs> now, my sister put up a very smart comment. I put up, um, what's this? I said, uh, Kenwood Chef, you know, for those of you who saw the flask, here's something else. And then she says, has it ever been used? You know she knows that I'm a bit of a devil for the takeaway, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it was a bit of a sarcasm remark, so I said, yeah. one previous owner, low mileage. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it's in working order, the Kenwood it, still? Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah, yeah, Kenwood, as you know. Now, that then, would you believe, brought me onto something else. Do you know what I was using for my Sunday dinner yesterday to carve the dinner? 
one of the old electric carbon knives, and I'd say it's the same same age. Well, isn't that just interesting? You must be telepathic because we've just got a message in here from Bernie and Trim to say, Jerry, I've got my carving knife, which I received for a wedding present forty one years ago tomorrow and it's working perfectly. Right. What about yeah. that? That's brilliant. <laughs> is it an orange coloured one, I wonder? That, I, I, I forgot, to, is it a Moulinex? I'm not sure of the name yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. It's an orange coloured uh, carbon knife and I swear to God, I was using it, I got a nice bit of lamb for dinner yesterday and uh, I was carving it there and Jesus, you, you wouldn't get a better knife. Yeah. Working yeah. away perfectly still. And you know, Peter, yeah. like, look at the way all that type of kitchen equipment has evolved. And, you know, there's something to do anything you want in the kitchen today. And, today, and they're newfangled and you name it, they nearly cook yeah. the bloody grub for you themselves. But there yeah, you yeah. go. There you go. A flask, a, a, a mixer and a yeah. knife going back many, many years and still working yeah. perfectly today. They're you know perfect. you know something, Peter? You see, they were built back then to last. It, it wasn't the throwaway society, Peter. That's right, yeah, yeah. Somebody did some smart aleck, of course, put up, are they your wedding presents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, be bad scraps yeah, no, them. I'll tell you what, I definitely defriend whoever that is. Listen, Peter, here, they're coming into us. Folks, have you got equipment in your kitchen that you've had a long, long time? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Text or WhatsApp me now, or you can call in on 1857-15958. Here they're coming. I know they're coming. Here they are already. Jerry, I have a hand electric whisk. And again, like Peter, I have it more than 40 years. The, the make is Thor. I remember that make, T-H-O-R. And Mary, she's in Kildare listening to us this afternoon, says, I am still using it. You know, amazing, isn't it? Amazing, Peter. What you've just now, we're going to get more of this, I'm sure. Jerry, is that whisk, is that the one with the little crank handle? Yes. Yeah, I remember them well. And the mother, my mother used, used to get them to lick them clean afterwards. Oh, but Peter, no, no. Peter, do you know what? I'm just thinking, I'd say that's an electric one. I'd say it's an electric whisk, Peter. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's an oh, electric one. Listen to Thor was... I, I'm nearly sure... Oh, yeah, it, you're right, Thor Electric. It, electric yeah, brand, yeah. you know what I mean? Now, yeah, hold on, yeah, hold on. I'll tell you, they're coming thick and fast. Jerry, it's Liz in Straffin listening to you this afternoon. I have a food mixer and a carving knife that are 50 years old, Jerry, and they're going strong. What about that? What about that, huh? Here's another one uh, coming in from Margaret this afternoon. I, this is no joke, Jerry. Now, this is not a joke. She tells me this is serious. I have an electric carving knife from the early 70s. It was belonged to my husband's bachelor uncles who lived in Roscommon. When they passed away, we inherited it. And I use it at least once a week these days, Jerry. What about that? Ha <laughs> ha. Brilliant. Isn't it brilliant? Isn't it brilliant? Come here, I, have a, I have a dishwasher at home. It's about 50 years of age. A, a dishwasher? Yeah, Susan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, boy. You're going to be served the papers this evening. You are in massive trouble. Susan, Susan, if I were you, I'd pu- call this boy to task here. I would over this. Oh, my God almighty. Jeepers, you know what we're going to have on to us now? We're going to have every feminist in the world on to us saying that wheeling fella's a disgrace.
We're only joking. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not joking. You are joking, of course. Here's another one. Somebody sent me in a picture here of something. Hold on a minute. I'll try and download it here on the phone as I speak to you. Hold on. I think it's coming up. It's a little bit dark there. I'm trying to get a look at it. It's a... What is it? Oh, it's a flask. Yeah. Actually, look at this. It's one of those flasks you you described a moment ago. Except what colour is your flask, Peter? This one is red. Do you remember it? And it is oh, what yes. you were saying oh, there, like with yeah, the stripes and everything yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, I remember br- the red ones as well. Yeah, fantastic. The Look, same. thank you indeed, whoever you are, for sending me in that picture there. It's it's a lovely picture. I just took a minute there uh, working yeah. with this technology. It took me a minute to get it. Eamon, you were saying, what were you saying to me there? There's somebody else on about, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, breadboard. Yes, we have it here. A breadboard that's 50 years old and with a knife with it as well. You see, Peter, I was of the impression that people, you know, run to buy the the best and the latest and all this. But it does show you that if you have something that has stood the test of time and does the job, why would you get rid of it, Peter? Well, I tell you, you know what, Jerry? You know what it sort of tells me? It tells us of a generation. uh, The the people that are ringing in seem to be similar to myself. Like, this flask was... The other, it was Susan's father's, and the the mixer was her mother's, and the carving knife was her mother's. So they yeah. were given to us, hand me downs as I call them. Yes. But what I'm trying, the point I'm making really is, my own mother, who you know, is still alive and well, thank God. And she, she would always say to me, even at Christmas, she'd always buy me a nice, like my birthday comes close to Christmas, and she'd mm. always buy me a good jumper, you know, like a good brand. And she'd say, if you buy right you'll only buy once. Yes. You know, and they last. Well, I, I'd be buying, I'd be looking at something and I'd say, oh, just, I don't want to pay that for a jumper. Or, I, I know it's not, but it's the same. Them people were the same. They bought the, the good brand names and they were bought and they were built to last, you yeah. know. That was it, Peter. That was the difference. Built to last. Here's another yeah. one coming in. Uh, Jerry, and you see, there was a lot of these things actually were given as uh, wedding presents many moons ago as you know you know it was the thing That's to right. do and it was great to get one this comes yeah. in uh, today uh, from no name on this one to say my electric knife was a wedding present and the make is Sunbeam there's another brand Peter people remember Sunbeam brand yeah. Yeah. 37 yeah. years ago and it still works like a dream Jerry. I love it I'd never part with it says a listener today there's Christine in Kells Jerry, I have an electric whisk my daddy bought it for me back in 1985 for a pound at an auction, I still oh use it. I wouldn't yeah. part with it for the world. I love it. That comes from Christine in Kells this afternoon. Brilliant. And on a related one, Mairead says, uh, not kitchen-based, uh, Jerry, but my dad's watch, 1954, still keeping time perfectly. That's another uh, a timepiece there as well. Peter, you're great. You've actually opened up something really interesting here into the kitchen from yesterday. And you remember one thing, boy, before you go. You have something as well that has stood the test of time through thick and thin and will be with you forever, I hope. And her name is Susan. Remember that, won't you? Uh, thanks, Jerry. All right, Peter. Nice to talk Thank to you. you. Take care of yourself. Thanks, bye-bye. 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 That's Peter Whelan there. Wow. Yes. Keep your memories coming to me of the kitchen. Have you got an old Kenwood there that's still working? A carving knife, a whisk, a mixer, whatever you have, if it goes back a few years. Let us know. We love to hear from you in late lunch. There you are. It's just the not the newfangled stuff that dominates the kitchens of the North East. 086 Get your WhatsApps and text into me now. Now we're going to bring you uh, every couple of weeks.
of weeks on Late Lunch, Observations of Life. The wonderful Sinead Burke will be joining us, looking at life today and aspects of life, and we'd like to call it Burke's Banter. So, to kick us off at the uh, on the first day of uh, February 2021, let's have a listen to our first episode in this year of Burke's Banter. Life goes on. The mother seen snowdrops out on her walk the other day. It took me a while to correctly identify the exact tone this breaking local news was delivered in. At first it sounded similar in the manner usually reserved for such headlines as Well, your father and I finally booked the holiday or Come up to the room and I'll show you the dress I got in Dublin. New information signifying some future excitement. Lovely opening bars of what would surely be an enjoyable tune. But that wasn't quite it. The reporting of snowdrops sprouting on the grass verge of the lane came laden with something else. It wasn't expectation. It wasn't even hope. It was just relief. Timid and delicate and definite little white signals offered up to remind us that while all of us have been tuning in every evening, desperate for signs of the curve being flattened and the battle being won, outside nature is quietly and determinedly getting on. We might only be able to travel five kilometres, but the entire earth is still turning and there are bigger forces than Covid still managing the seasons and ensuring that every little bulb and bud grows and blossoms at its correct time and in the right sequence. It brings relief to turn off the news briefings and look outside instead. It's all still there, exactly where we left it nearly a year ago. There's consolation in this continuity, in what has been a very stoppy, starty, staggering time. Timelines and numbers and targets are making prisoners of us, just as much as this flippin' pandemic. Did you hear the numbers today? The number of new cases, the number in ICU beds, the number who lost the battle. The number of kilometres you can travel, the number of people allowed into the church to see them off. The number of bowsies who were found drinking and wait till I tell you who was one of them. The number of people on pup, the number of hospital appointments cancelled, the number of misdiagnosis because I didn't want to be bothering you, doctor. What numbers do we need to get to before we can go to pennies again? If Corona doesn't get you, the numbers will. I have a remarkably low-fi, low-cost suggestion on how we can all get through the next few months with even a modicum of good mental health. The time for numbers is over. We should all continue to wash our hands and roar at each other from opposite sides of the road, but the studying and the fretting over numbers stops now. Let the scientists monitor them. The rest of us are going to bide our time by going old school. Literally. Do you remember the seasons clock every junior infant's classroom had up on the wall? They might still have them, though it's more likely that each five-year-old now has it as an app on their phone. The season's clock were a circle divided into quarters, and the hand in the middle would rotate to show the children which one of the four seasons was currently in play. I think there's a strong argument to be made that until everyone has been vaccinated, all watches, clocks and calendars are dispensed with, and we all revert back to the season's clock. It's the only thing that makes sense, as numbers and dates mean nothing but stress at the moment. I would welcome the sight 
of Brian Dobson giving us a much more uplifting nature-based news bulletin. There have been reported signs of daffodils looking particularly well around the country. Meanwhile, sheep farmer Fintan O'Malley has been up half the night with the lambing. Pascal Sheehy joins us live from the O'Malley farm just outside Thurles. Claire Byrne, a great woman for the props, could curate a nature table, which each one of her guests would have to bring in something for and explain to the nation why they thought it would be a good addition. A busman's holiday for some TDs, you might say, as a lot of them seem to be former primary school teachers. I'm sure Norma Foley knows her way around a pine cone. I think this idea has merit. Going back to basics could be an opportunity to reevaluate what's important and what's not. Once restrictions lift and time becomes relevant again, we could emerge back into the world of numbers. Deprogrammed from the need for eight pairs of Penny's pyjamas, but appreciating primroses. The world hasn't stopped. It just feels like it has. Look out the window and you'll see there are amazing things still happening. There certainly are, Sinead. Yes, box banter, our Sinead, bringing you her observations on life. Brilliant. On late lunch this afternoon. Wow, Peter Whelan, what have you started? Let me get to some of them. Jerry, I have my mam's iron for 65 years. It's ironed many a short and it's still working. Jerry, we have, this is Nula, we have weighing scales I bought about five years before I got married. I'm 47 years married, so that makes them 52 years old. Thank you, Nula. Nora's been on from Cana Ross. I have an Aikenwood blender from 1990. There you go. Uh, Philip's mixer, Eileen sent me in the picture there, WhatsApp. She bought it at auction five years ago. It's an old one for sure and it's working perfectly. Jerry, do people remember the Red Devil knives? The Red Devil electric knife? Says the listener, bought mine in 79, working perfectly today. Jerry, listen to this. We have a tumble dryer for 22 years. Now that's a long time to have a tumble dryer. And what's more, Jerry... It's been in three different countries, (laughs) so they've taken it with them wherever they've gone. Isn't that brilliant? Anne Burton, hello Anne, lovely to hear from you this afternoon, regular listener. I have a thermos flask for 52 years. Also, I gave my daughter my Kenwood Chef. She uses it all the time. It's nearly 53 years old. I love older things and look after them. My ice cream maker is at least 30 years old, says Anne Burton this afternoon. Ah, well, I'm just swamped with them here. Look at this one here. We have a Krupp's mixer. There's Krupp's. That's a Dutch Dutch make, I think. Uh, and we have an electric knife as well that we got for a wedding in 1977. That comes in from a listener in Black Rock just outside Dundalk this afternoon. And so on and so on they go. I'll be back to it. I'll tell you who's won the snoods. We'll come back to the nostalgia in your kitchen. And after three, yes, we meet a photographer from Navin. He's going to be famous on television shortly with his picture he took recently. And I'll tell you who my Artist of the Week is. May I say... A huge thank you to all of you who took time to send us in your snowdrop pictures. They're just lovely and they're so uplifting. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to post a montage of them on lmfm.ie in a while and on our social media as well. So your pictures will be out there for everybody to see and to brighten up their days. Thank you so much. Now we have lovely LMFM snoods and look, I'd love to give one to every one of you, but there's so many. Anyway, we're sending a snood out to John McGill... Linda Healy, 
and Sheila Kearns. You're the snood winners. Well done to you for popping in your pictures of the snow snowdrops. Enjoy, and I hope they keep you warm. Our Louise, oh, she's a wit. Jerry, I have a husband, 14 years, and he's still working. <laughs> Good on you. Jerry, I have my body, 61 years. All's fine at the minute, thank God. Looking forward to many more years, says another listener. On a serious note, in the kitchens, Jackie's been on to say, I have an electric knife, got it for a wedding place pre- present 38 years ago, and it's still working fine. I have a Krupp's 3 Mix 3000, bought in 1980. And it's a great one, says Martina Corbley in Brownstown today. Nora's on from Cowan. Yeah, I mentioned that one before, the Aikenwood one there. Um, I have a tea measure, Jerry, and a spoon, 62 years old. They were given, as it was given, as a wedding present with a tin of Campbell's loose tea, 62 years ago. Eamon was telling me, that his brother or sister, your brother or sister, has the carving knife. Uh, brother has the bread knife, has his mum's. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can't be saying them things. His brother has his mum, Phil's car bread knife, 66 years old, and Eamon's a little bit miffed. He says the oldest don't gets everything in the family. It's probably right. I think you're probably right there. Mary O'Brien sent us in the most beautiful picture of weighing scales. She has them 52 years. They are... Lovely, I have to say, and that's Mary in Slane this afternoon. Keep them coming. We'll come back to this, I promise you, on late lunch. Have you something in your kitchen that's lasted an eternity, that you love, that's not new but old, that works well? Send us the pics. WhatsApp them to us, 086-1800-658. Now, let me get a little bit organised here for you. Here we go. Where are my notes here? Just give me a second here till I see where I put this. Yes, I have it here. Okay. Now... Let me read a letter that I received. I think it came in on Friday. Dear Jerry, apologies. This is a month late. Was meant to be a Christmas gift, but I ordered an Amazon Amazon in early December and it only arrived last week. I'm an avid LMFM listener and particularly late lunch and love to listen in at every opportunity. You put so much effort into your shows and have a great way of coming across and you make somebody who may be feeling down feel better and I'm sure you do every day especially in these challenging times as I know your show lifts my mood when I listen in so it's just a little something to say thank you for all that you do it's most interesting every day from 1.30 to 3.30 and I know from listening to you on your radio show you love calendars and you're also a big fan of Billy Joel so I hope this little gift you like I don't feel the need to give my name. Instead, I'd like to say on behalf of all your listeners that we love LMFM and your programme and appreciate all the effort you go into presenting a great show every day and also trying to make people feel that little better in these tough times. With little positive facts you make us aware of every week. Thanks and take care. Well, whoever you are, you made my day when I received this letter and the Billy Joel calendar that come with it. And it's going to be in pride of place in my office all this year. So it is Billy Joel for the Artist of the Week this week. And let me tell you a little bit about him. William Martin Joel was born on the 9th of May 1949. He's 71. And he's one of the best-selling music artists of all time. 150 million records worldwide. He was born in the Bronx, the Bronx, and grew up on Long Island. So he's the quintessential New Yorker. He has one sister, a younger sister, Judy, and his dad, Howard, was a businessman and classical pianist. And being of the Jewish faith, he escaped Nazi Germany to Switzerland 
And then he went on to the United States via Cuba. His mother, Rosalind, was born in New York to Jewish parents who'd settled there in the 1920s. They arrived from England. And Billy was, on the insistence of his mum, took up the piano from the age of four. You know, he was a class amateur boxer, winning 22 bouts from 24, but he quit after he got a bad nose break. And his music, he'll tell you himself, was influenced by the Beatles, Elvis and the Everly Brothers. And he began writing and recording his own songs in the late 60s, launching his solo recording career with the release of his first album called Cold Spring Harbour in 1971. And the rest is history. My artist of the week with a song I love. Honesty, it's everything, isn't it? Oh, simply magnificent. Billy Joel, my artist of the week and honesty on Late Lunch today. I don't know how I'm going to pick four more songs because I could just, I'll put a montage together of some of them as well for you as the week goes on and tell you more about the man I absolutely love. I think I have to say he is my favourite artist of all time. Jean has been on to say, Jerry, I have an egg timer that's over 40 years old and the caption reads... The cock does all the crowing, but the hen delivers the goods. (laughs) I'll send you a photograph. Do indeed. My mother's, says Kay, hand singer sewing machine, hand singer sewing machine that she bought in the early 1940s. I still have the receipt. It's still going strong and has worked overtime since COVID started. Delighted to have old skills like this in lockdown, which was taught to me by my mother. Indeed, Kay, it's wonderful to have it. Enjoy many, many more years of happiness with your singer. Final break of the afternoon this Monday, the 1st of February on Late Lunch. And afterwards, we're joined by a photographer from Navin who you're going to see and hear more of over the coming weeks. Photographer David McLean from Navin is on the line. Hello, David. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. First of all, let me say, I just love that picture you took. Tell them the story about it. When and where did you take the snap along the Boyne? Uh, Jerry, the 9th of January. It was a lovely, cold, frosty morning and I was fed up and stuck in the house. So I got out for a walk, oh, I suppose about nine, half nine in the morning. Um, went for a walk along the Boyne. And um, as I like photography, I, I brought the camera with me. Um, shot off a few different shots along the, the walk, and that was my favourite one the last. So that evening, I was watching the, the weather forecast, and uh, I happened to notice the entries were open for the RT weather photo competition. So I sent in the entry, um, because the it was open until the next night, the 10th of January, and... I heard nothing back then. I thought that was it. And so I got an email on Friday from Nula Carey in RTE to say that my photo had been chosen as one of the finalists. Oh. And um, it would be shown on screen on the Saturday, last Saturday the 30th. So that was great. It's great to, to be in among all the other great photographs there. Yes. Really great. And it's a beautiful, beautiful shot. I'm not surprised it ha- it was chosen as one of the finalists because the Boyne, you would rarely see the Boyne so still, David. Yeah, it's because there's so much rain and the, the level was so high. Um, where I took that photograph is just above a weir and usually the water would be fairly turbulent along there. Mm. But it was a lovely early morning shot and 
nice reflection of the trees in the water. Yeah, and the snow, of course, the white uh, covering of uh, the land and the trees and everything around it just set it off beautifully. Obviously, you knew yourself, you have an eye for this, of course. Uh, you knew yourself, this was the pick of what I took, and that's how it's turned out to be. So you were featured already on television. What happens beyond this? Is there more potential for this uh, to travel further? Um, from what I understand, they, they choose 12 finalists over the year three for each season of the year and then the, the 12 finalists um, as far as I'm aware all appear in the next RT weather, cal- weather calendar Great. and um, I'm not sure if there, there's anything beyond that yes but that's years it years ago there, there used to be everyone would get some sort of recognition and I'm not sure if there's an overall winner or not, but it'd be great to be featured in the calendar. Wouldn't it just be marvellous? Oh, I think you're in with a great shot. I love it. I really do. I think it's a marvellous, uh, marvellous uh, photograph you've taken. And, folks, if you want to see what we're talking about, you can see it right now on LMFM social media. Go into our Facebook there and you'll see uh, David's uh, lovely picture that he's taken that has been featured on the RTE Weather Bulletin already and hopefully will appear in the calendar. Uh, your story is an interesting one as well because... You've been into photography a long time, but you went down this road, what, about 12 years ago? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd always dabbled. The, the, when I got my first paycheck back a long, long time ago, first thing I bought was a camera, and I've had an interest ever since. I dabbled over the years doing weddings for, for friends and family and uh, developed over that and then when I lost my job in sales back in 2009 I said I'd give it a go and uh, I do wedding photography now. You must uh, have had a, a real jolt from uh, the whole wedding situation where so many people rescheduled their weddings and weddings became small events. Impacted big time on you David? It did indeed yes but um so that's that's where I earn my income, but it, it gives me a chance to enjoy the hobby of landscape photography, which is great. I have a bit of time for that. But yes, last year was certainly a tough year. I probably would have had around 40 weddings to photograph, and I ended up photographing five. Everyone Ooh. else postponed to uh, this year or next year. Yeah, that's a big, big drop-off, isn't it? It, it really, really is. But look at uh, the vaccines on the horizon. They're working hard to get it out. Let's hope uh, as the year moves through, uh, things will improve big time. And by God, there's going to be a lot of weddings happening later this year and certainly into 2022. And I hope you pick up from uh, that bounce in matters that is almost assured to happen. Anyway, in the meantime, I just wanted to say hello to you, congratulate you on being shortlisted by RTE Weather and wish you the best going forward i hope i really do hope you're included in the calendar and again folks check it out lmfm social media have you a website yourself david just before we go i have it's dmcphotography.ie and uh jerry just um since you admire the photograph um if there's any way that you could use it as a, a fundraiser for a charity raffle or an auction or anything i'd be happy to to get a copy reframed and ah, good man. given to LMFM if it's any way you can use yes, it. Yes, yes, we will certainly take you up on that offer. We have always plenty of ideas of how to help in that. We'll take you up on that and I really do appreciate you thinking of others at this time when you're impacted so much yourself by the pandemic but we will indeed that, uh, do that and we'll be back to you. DMC Photography, check them out folks. Thanks David. 
Thanks, Jerry. Take care of yourself. David McLean there speaking to us from Navin this afternoon. Anyway, that's our lot on Late Lunch. We'll be back to your memories from the kitchen, I promise you. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with a fantastic lineup on the drive. And don't forget on Late Lunch tomorrow, yes, one man we will be talking to is Professor Paul Miner, but more besides as well. Have a nice evening. Take care. See you tomorrow. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.